Good morning, episode 10 already. Welcome to the 10th week somehow of getting this podcast up on time every single Friday morning. I hope you've had a wonderful week. As you can tell, I'm feeling much better since last week's episode. I don't know. I just had a sad girl week. I had a sad girl night. I had a moment. Um, But, you know, everything feels better again. And I'm sure that the weather plays a huge part because it is totally like full on summertime here in Minnesota again. I'm so happy. It's been in the 70s every single day. Beautiful breeze, blue skies. I've had all of the windows open in my home. Like I love that that smell, the noise, the feeling of just having all that fresh air like coming in from all directions of my home. It's the best. So I actually just shut most of the windows to record because it's Wednesday early afternoon, I'd say, and all of my neighbors also have their windows open. It's just so beautiful out, and I don't want them to hear me talking to myself for an hour, (laughs) but I'm sure there have been many times where they have, but I'll do my best to make sure that I don't bother them. Um, Anyway, welcome to this week's episode. Like I said last week, I just had a moment, um, but you know, I think that it almost is unpreventable to have those like fluctuations when you are sharing so much constantly and consistently online. You know, I'm not always going to have bubbly, happy things to say, but I also don't want to just share the highlights and I want to document as much as I can because the concept of time and age and getting older has really been on my mind lately as I'm entering my late 20s and kind of like feeling like the rest of my 20s are coming to me in flashbacks or like literally flashes. It's happening so fast. I think part of that does have to do with watching Firefly Lane. I'm like, oh my God, like time goes by so fast. I'm no longer 24. Like I'm going to be 30 soon, which I know if you're older than me and in your 30s, you're probably rolling your eyes at this because when I watch back my older stuff and I talk about being 24 or 25 and how old I am, I chuckle as well. So I know it's always relative and I will never be as young as I am right now. So I just need to remember that. But um, oh my God, where was I getting at with getting older I genuinely cannot remember, and that is the consequence of having short-term memory loss after a bad concussion. I feel like Dory from Finding Nemo on a daily basis. It's so bad. My boyfriend will ask me, like, what did you do this week or what did you do today? And I genuinely will not remember, and I'll have to, like, play mind. I'll have to, like, go back in my mind and try to remember it by thinking, like, okay, well, I woke up (laughs) or starting, like, with the freshest of memory where I'm like, okay, well, I drove over here and before that, <laughs> but it's also why I try to take a lot of photos as well, because I just want to have like a, a documented time and date of when things happened so that I don't forget. That's what I was getting at. I document so much of my life because it goes by so fast and I just want to remember every single day of being 27 living on my own in this beautiful home and stuff like that because as I've learned things can change really really quickly and you don't always appreciate it in the moment like I I love where I am right now but I do have a a great appreciation for my apartment days and I like saw a photo of the bathroom tiles in my old apartment last night, like an old photo that I took of my cat and the bathroom tiles. They're so cute. They're from the 70s. They look dated. Some people might think they look really bad and outdated, but I love like an older apartment feel. And I was looking at that photo and I just realized like how much I miss it or not miss it, but like how much... I appreciated it and how cute I thought the tiles were. Anyway, I'm so off track at the beginning of this episode, but I'm just in a chatty mood, uh, which is great. And I try to really uh, make use of that when I do feel this way. You know, it's a great time to record. So here we are. 
As you can tell by the title of this episode, I want to dive deeper into making money on TikTok, monetizing the platform, how much I get paid per brand deal on it or how much you should charge, how much 1 million views on TikTok makes, how much money 5 million views on TikTok makes, and kind of breaking down how much I have been making monthly on TikTok as well. So I did talk about this in a recent YouTube video that went up, I believe, last week. Um, But I wanted to dive deeper into it and chat more about it on a different platform. If you don't always keep up with YouTube or don't have time to watch the videos, I totally get that. I know that less people are able to make time to watch long-form content, but podcasts are easy to listen to in in the background. And TikToks, of course, are the easiest, I feel like, um, type of short-form content to... uh, be a viewer of. Uh, yeah, it like sucks to say because I love YouTube so much, but I I know that less people are using it for entertainment purposes as viewers and audience members, which is sad, but you know, social media is shifting and I still love YouTube. I still watch videos every single day, but there is a, a decrease of creators on the platform that post regularly. You know, like I used to have so many videos and YouTubers in my subscription box on the daily that I would be keeping up with and watching, but not as many people are doing daily vlogs or like a couple times a week even. And you see a lot of them have transitioned over to, sorry, my mic completely dropped. I need to invest in a new mic. Sorry if the sound is a little rough right now, I'm fixing it, but I definitely need to invest in a new mic soon. Um, The one that I've had, I've had since like 2018, I think. Like, no, it was sooner than that because it was back. Oh my gosh. I got this Yeti. No, it's not a Yeti. It's the Snowball microphone in 2016 because that's back. Speaking of YouTube eras and like YouTubers, that was back when like the voiceover routine style of videos were a thing where you would do like a montage morning routine with a voiceover, but the voiceover would have like a high quality mic usually. So that's why I got this. That is crazy. This was a really good purchase then because it was like $50 on Amazon back then. And now it's what, like nine? No. Can I do math for? It's seven years later and I'm still using it. So yeah, I can definitely justify an upgrade soon. Hopefully the sound sounds better. (laughs) This is definitely a high production over high key quality production over here it's literally just me sitting at my dining room table today but luckily the cats are asleep I hope they stay asleep because if you're a listener you know how noisy they can get if I start chatting they're so cute anyway um yeah YouTube I (laughs) I've been getting so off topic but Yeah, anyway, I was just talking about how YouTube has changed and less people are watching it, but oh, I think I was getting at how a lot of people are making like vlogs over on TikTok now. They'll do daily vlogging um, and it's, I get it. It's so much easier. Uh, You spend less time editing. If you're not a big fan of the editing process, then like TikTok vlogs make so much more sense and It's quicker, it's shorter form content, it's easier to digest as an audience member, and people tend to really like that more like raw version shot on your film, oh my gosh, shot on your phone rather than setting up like a Sigma lens and having a microphone and all of that. Different types of production and viewer preferences for sure. But on the rise of TikTok, we have so many newer creators that are able to build a platform And it really has become accessible to anyone. You know, it used to be sort of a novelty to have a platform or be able to grow an audience on YouTube or TikTok, but like we just didn't have as many platforms to do so now. And with the rise of TikTok, did I say TikTok or Instagram a second ago with the, doesn't matter, you get what I'm saying. Um, But now it's just so much easier, you know, if you are just filming your day-to-day, you don't need to have like a backdrop or filming lights or a microphone or a camera or be able to edit and 
people are starting to connect with people because they're relatable rather than admiring someone's lifestyle that is so out of touch that it's hard to relate to them. And I feel like Gen Z really kind of came in out of nowhere and de-influenced influencers in a way, or at least like the the old term idea of influencers, ideally like the ones that were at Coachella. <laughs> like when I think of influencers, I think of like the dote trips, the tart trips, Coachella days, like that type of concept. And now anyone, if they want, can build a platform in a very accessible way where if you just post on TikTok consistently and find that category that suits what you love to do and post and share, it's a lot like easier now. And I don't know. I don't want to repeat myself. I think you totally get what I'm getting at. But now it seems like more than ever, there are so many people that are able to make social media their full-time income um, or their full source of income and full-time job. And There are so many people that I have never heard of that may have millions of followers. And it's just because there's so many people now that from a brand perspective, it can be more competitive to work with brands and campaigns because there will always be another creator that you may seem or think is more fit for the brand or has a bigger following or engagement. And Back in the day, there was only like a selective bunch of people that were somewhat relative, I'd say. Um, But now there's really like a niche for anyone and everyone, which is awesome. So like even the other night, I was on TikTok and um, this one account that kind of popped up a lot. I don't think I ever followed them, but I was very familiar with this one couple. I had no idea they lived in Minnesota until she tagged Minnesota in one of their TikToks and I was like wait are they from here because they have like millions of followers and I've known of them for like at least a year so then I did a deep dive on her Instagram and they totally do live here like I have an idea based on their photos like exactly what type of neighborhood they're in I won't dox them but I'm just saying like in terms of um aesthetic and level of wealth I'm like "Mm, that looks exactly like a specific area that I know very well so not saying I'm from there. I'm not. But like, you know, when you live here, you could. OK, I'm just. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I could be wrong. I guess I don't. I didn't even say their name. I'm just saying it looks kind of like Minnetonka vibes. If you know, you know. Anyway, um, that being said, there's so many other people. Oh, my gosh. There was this one girl, too, who uh, um, kind of blew up on TikTok for buying a house in the woods and like renovating it by herself definitely like cottagecore aesthetic beautiful home and I had no idea that was in Minnesota either but she has millions of followers too and there's so many people that like I had no idea are so close to me that have built a following because back in like 2016 I remember there was this one like YouTuber in Minneapolis or a couple of smaller creators like myself at the time and we would always talk about how there just aren't many creators here or have you heard of so-and-so she's from like Minnesota and you would really like try to network or figure out who lives near you because it was there was just not that many at all so it's really cool that there are so many people in probably like everyone's area that has a following like that and you would have no idea like I love that concept of like Hannah Montana, best of both worlds type of life where you can have this following and this life online, but you can also go out and unless someone knows you, no one knows who you are, which is awesome. Um, But yeah, TikTok is great. And I haven't really ever been like, I want to be a TikTok creator. I saw it like we all did. I saw it as kind of a joke in 2019, I believe, was when I downloaded it because I got it like six months before the pandemic, I think. It was like that late summer, early fall of 2019. And no one really knew what the platform would become at the time. So I was just posting really stupid videos. I still had the Musical.ly videos up because TikTok used to be Musical.ly if you didn't know. So like if you posted Musical.ly's, they're on your TikTok. And I had some super cringy ones from like 2015, 2016. Um, Yeah, but I've always sort of seen it as 
a platform that I don't have to stress or worry about. You know, with YouTube, I really focused on making sure whatever I was sharing was in my mind perfect and was mon- like I was earning money off of YouTube. So I really wanted to make sure that whatever I was putting out into the world, it, I was proud of it. And I wanted to be known as, you know, a YouTuber over anything else that I was doing. So I just wanted to make sure all my videos were polished. Instagram, you kind of have the same pressure if you're in that world of content creation where you do want to make sure that your posts are likable and in your mind as great as they can be and like you post literally the best pictures as the first photo in your carousel. So it was really nice to have TikTok emerge and have it feel like I didn't have to worry about it. I never thought twice. I was posting silly audios and just posting for fun and over time it grew. Now What I'm saying is if you want to start a TikTok account, don't listen to that advice. Obviously, put in the hard work, make it as great as you can make it, be consistent, find your category. But for me, it was a really great outlet when I was already putting that pressure on other platforms. Um, But over time, it did grow and I had a couple of videos do really well that, you know, spiked in engagement and following. And by January of 20. 23, I surpassed 10K followers on TikTok, which is the minimum that you need in order to join the creator fund and start earning money from your TikToks, Uh, which was a really big deal to me because something that has kind of shifted the last year or so is my income. I, you know, peaked on OnlyFans, I guess I'll say, a couple of years ago. And then even like I'm still active on the platform I still post YouTube videos once a week. However, I've seen that every single source of revenue has sort of been declining for the last couple of years. And that being said, I have always kind of been looking for the next um, pot of gold sort of at the end of the rainbow. Like I'm looking to strike gold somewhere. And I hit that in 2020 when OnlyFans took off. And I just know it can happen again because that's how social media goes. So I was really excited to join the Creator Fund on TikTok because it opened up a new source of revenue for me at a time when it could really help. And I wanted to document the last couple of months on TikTok for me because I was so curious when I joined, how much do TikTokers actually make on the platform? You know, how much money do you get per video, per view, per brand deal? It's so different than Instagram or YouTube to me. And it's so interesting because as I've learned these last three months that I'm going to share my stats with you about is every single month is so different. And part of that has to do with the amount of videos that I'm posting, with the trends, with brand deals. But I do feel like most of it is a shot in the dark. You know, you post your videos, you cross your fingers and hope for the best. You have no idea which one may take off or go viral or how brands will find you or whatever campaign is going to be more active in the moment. But at the end of the day, it's super interesting to me, the comparison. And hey, if you love it and it's what you wanna do, then the money is sort of just like a bonus, you know? And it shouldn't be your main reason why you're doing something. Because if you are doing something simply for the paycheck and no other reason, you won't be successful. Like you have to love it at the same time, or at least, you know, that's how I see it. So, I made sure to really document each month in terms of how many videos I posted, the views of those videos, and how much money I've earned, if there were any brand deals that month. And I got accepted into the creators program or the creator fund January 25th. So my first month, I documented from January 25th to February 25th. Second month would be February 25th to March 25th. Third month that I'm referring to is March 25th to April 25th. Just I really want to get it down to the day so I can figure out, you know, how much you're really making per month. Um, But it's basically like February month, month. Oh my gosh. It's basically February, March, and April as these three comparison months. And it's the middle of May right now. So I don't have the complete stats for this month yet. However, 
Uh, let's get into how I did my first three months monetized on TikTok. This episode is brought to you by Banish Skincare. I've been using Banish products for almost two years now, and my skin is forever changed. Banish uses natural, clean, and fresh ingredients that make your skin glow, clears up blemishes, reduces redness, and aging. Not only that, but Banish has an at-home micro-needling treatment that has truly changed my skin and has brightened my face, reduced acne scars, and helped reduce acne in general. I literally used this last night. I tried to micro-needle once a month and my skin has stayed consistently clear since I've started doing this. This is not just an ad to me, but I recommend Banish to everyone. It's the only skincare company I will use and have used for years. They have this awesome vitamin C moisturizer that I put on every night and every morning and oil serum to use after microneedling that helps moisturize the face and reduce redness. There's a mint cleanser that feels so good on your pores, a fresh pumpkin enzyme mask, and most recently released an awesome sunscreen moisturizer with 30 SPF, and an anti-aging retinal serum that I love using before bed. What's awesome is you can get a lot of these products in a bundle that allows you to save money, or you can purchase them individually, but try out Banish today. I have an affiliate link in the description of this episode, as well as a discount code for you. Use code Michaela 10 at checkout. That's Michaela 10 in all caps for 10% off. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you got it, monetize it has been my mantra since 2020, and I firmly stand by it. If you have a talent, skill, or something that you're good at, monetize it. I really believe that there is a way to make money doing what you love, whether that is crafts, dance, public speaking, sports, or even something like yoga. There is a way to monetize it. Check out my new merch on my spring shop linked below to wrap your passion today in a stylish and cozy hoodie with a motivating reminder of if you got it, monetize it. And to say thank you to my listeners, use code PODCAST in all caps for 10% off. That's PODCAST at checkout linked below. Okay, let's talk stats. So my first month being monetized on TikTok, that is January 25th to February 25th, I posted 26 videos. And I guess I should say with posting videos... You know, I never really have a set amount of videos or plans on TikTok, like with other platforms for sure. Like I like to post at least one Instagram per week. I always try to post YouTube videos on Thursdays. Sometimes they come out on Sundays or Tuesdays, but it's still once a week. Whereas with TikTok, some days I'm just feeling social and I have ideas and I'll post like 10 videos at once. And then other days I won't post anything on TikTok or You know, if there's a trend that pops up out of nowhere that I want to post, I'll post. But there is never like a set goal in mind. And maybe I should have one, like a minimum to post, just to post. But yeah, like the number of videos will kind of range per month. But in January um, 25th to February 25th, my first month, I posted 26 videos. And out of those 26 videos, one video hit 1 million views. And then another video hit over 300K. I believe the 1 million views is the um, like story of us, I guess, that I posted of me and my partner Ashton. I really, really love it. Like that kind of makes me choke up when I watch it back. It's on my TikTok, it's pinned, but it's basically just sharing like our love story. And I'm biased, but I really love our love story. And I think it just really shows how the universe will like always put you like exactly where you're meant to be and you'll like it's always when you least expect it in a way um but yeah it's really sweet I included a ton of like personal pictures and stuff and that one like blew up overnight I had no idea that it would I mean I know everyone freaking says that but Uh, That is the 1 million viewed one. And then I think the one with over 300K, I cannot remember what video that would be. Let me open up TikTok right now. Sorry, that would be my TikTok. (laughs) 300K, what video is that referencing? Let's go back January. I see one with, oh, Luna, Uh uh-uh. Luna's like on the mic right now. You're so cute, but you're so, you're too close. I see one with over 174,000. Where's the three? What is this one? 
Oh, I know which one it is. It's the one that hit more views later on. So I'll talk about that in a sec. But anyway, so I have those two videos that blew up. And the first month with all those stats in mind, I earned $59 on TikTok. And most of that came from the 1 million viewed video, which honestly only made about $35. TikTok doesn't really tell you specifically. You get a certain amount per day. So, and it's always like a few days later. So if I posted a video like on May 10th and that one blew up over the course of like a couple of days in like a week, I would start to see the income come in and it would say, you know, May 10th, you earned $10 and 50 cents, May 11th, 20 bucks, you know, and you have to like add it up. So, um, kind of like keeping the dates and income in mind, the 1 million viewed video made around, I want to say 30 to $40. And then the 300 K video made the rest and everything else was like a couple of pennies because TikTok literally will pay you pennies for videos that don't blow up. Like whatever RPM it is, it's super low unless you are a huge creator and they don't share that. There is no RPM or CPM visible. You simply just have no idea. <laughs> uh, now the second month, for March, I posted 17 videos and that video that had gone to about 300K has now surpassed 5 million. And this was, it's still, yeah, this is overall, I think the most viewed, is it my most viewed video? Um, let me double check because I actually do have... I have a snarky type of video about the LeBrant family that's at 4 million views. And then I have one about Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star that's at 2 million. Okay, so yeah, this is the most viewed video on my TikTok, the 5 million viewed one. And it's like the fact about cuddling um, for reference. It's also pinned on my page. But um, I made the most money this month because of the 5 million viewed TikTok. So in March, I earned $143.55 off of TikTok, and I believe most of that came from the 5 million views, like about $140, whereas the rest would be like three bucks for the rest of the videos, um, which is not that much when you really think about it. Now, for reference on YouTube, when my video hit 1 million views on YouTube, it earned about $11,000, I believe. Um, and then actually I have two videos that are around 1 million, 2 million on YouTube, but they made a five figure amount each. So to only earn about $140 off of 5 million views on TikTok, it is less but you have to keep in mind what we talked about earlier in terms of accessibility and how easy it sometimes can be to just randomly blow up. So the chances are higher, the ability to build an account and have videos go viral is more likely. So I think that's why the revenue is lower, but it really puts into perspective those large creators that get multi-million views on their TikTok I'm sure they are making great money, but most of it is coming from brand deals and affiliate referrals, stuff like that. And I'm like a portion comes from TikTok. I mean, if they're posting videos that always hit five, 10 million views, like, and they're posting once a day, even just like 20 times a month, that's still going to be a huge amount. Um, but very different than if it were on YouTube for sure. So that was definitely like my best month on TikTok. And then in April, from March 25th to April 25th, I posted 18 videos. However, three of these were ads. So I learned that when you post a paid partnership on TikTok, it does not count as revenue. You do not earn income off of those videos because the ad that I worked with boosted those videos to push them out to more pages. So the views were higher, but it didn't like change how much I made. Um, and I'm also fairly certain, fairly certain that I am shadow banned on TikTok at the moment in most of April. So with that also in mind, in April, I earned a grand total of 97 cents. Not even a full dollar. 
Um, and I posted, you know, the same amount of videos as usual, but none of them blew up. And honestly, all of the views were lower than usual, even for the ones that don't really do well. So I think it is because I'm shadow banned. And I know everyone says that like when views are down, they're like, oh, I'm shadow banned. But no, like I'm actually in trouble because I changed my my link in bio on TikTok. It used to be a link tree. But then a subscriber told me that my link tree wasn't working on TikTok. So I tried it and she was right. Like it wouldn't let you click on any of my links because I had OnlyFans listed. So I transitioned over to Beacons. I've seen a lot of my... Um, like creator friends use beacons and I figured it worked better and I do love beacons it's in my Instagram bio if you're curious like everything is right there so I made my TikTok bio beacons it's the same concept as a link tree but I guess TikTok really didn't like it um, because they banned me from posting links on my TikTok for a month and then I noticed immediately after they gave me that warning and told me I wasn't allowed to post links that none of my videos did well at all. So I'm, I'm in TikTok jail for a little bit, but it's fine. That is also temporary and I know that it can change, but it's also like BS too because I didn't post anything bad on my TikTok, but whatever. I won't even start that conversation because that's a whole other thing. Um, but like I mentioned, I did have three ads in April. So even though I didn't make a dollar through the creator fund on TikTok, I did make a great amount this month because of TikTok, because of the brand deals. And I want to chat more about that because I've done two campaigns on my TikTok so far for different brands. And sometimes brands will reach out or ask you what your rate is. And it can be really hard to figure out if you're not familiar with sponsorships or to be honest, I was not familiar with like TikTok sponsorships and how much you can charge or what, you know, your worth is as a creator. Brands will always try to lowball you unless they are like a more respected, higher known brand. But if it's a brand that's like a starter up or someone a brand that you might not be familiar with, I have been lowballed so many times and it's funny because a lot of these brands work with very similar influencers or creators that are in the same friend group. So it's like, did they not think that we wouldn't talk? A lot of them, like I've heard other friends work with that have gotten like either paid when they told me I wouldn't get a, a, a compensate compensation or I don't know. It's interesting. Do your research for sure. But anyway, um, so I actually did a campaign on TikTok in January, uh, a few days before I joined the creator fund. So I wasn't monetized yet, but I only had about 9K on the platform at the time. And this brand really wanted to work with me. And it was kind of like a full circle moment because I actually used the brand's platform back in 2021. So it was really, and I had like at the time something to be really grateful for, for the platform. So it was really cool that two years later they wanted to work with me when I already was familiar with it and had personal stories about it. And it just felt very full circle moment for sure. So, um, I did a campaign for them in January and I gave them four ad videos and the rate that they gave me originally was, um, I believe it was because we did kind of barter back and forth for a higher rate. But at the end of the day, I think it was $500 for three videos. And because it was my first campaign with them and they had semi strict rules for like where you can shoot the videos, you know, um, they didn't want you in the same outfit for all three of them. You had to be like different outfit, different location specific sounds, you know, stuff like that. So I wanted to make sure that mine got approved. So I actually gave them four videos instead of three, just in case one of them wasn't approved. They had like a backup one and my rep said that they loved all four of them. So they were willing to give me more money to post all four. So I ended up getting $550, which was so great. And definitely like, like I said, I could really use it these days. Like, um, yeah, so that was a great blessing. 
And what's really nice, and this is why I think it's so important to maintain great relationships with brands and to be polite and, you know, always follow through and be prompt and make the experience like easy and enjoyable for both of you because this brand actually ended up reaching out to me again two months later asking for another campaign, which was awesome. And I get same rate as before, like, oh, you know what? That's what it was. Okay. I remember now. So it was $400 for three videos. And then I gave them the extra video and they gave me an, an additional 150 for that video. Um, so it was 550, uh, which makes sense because I think for this second campaign, she offered me Oh, I can't remember now. But anyway, at the end of the day, I did another campaign for them in April. And this, I just had a moment of like, am I allowed to say this? But I don't think I signed an NDA, hopefully. And I'm not saying the brand, right? So I can say this. I think so. I hope so. Nobody, nobody tell them, okay? Because <laughs> now I'm scared. Um but I think it's fine because this is, I'm using this for educational purposes and I'm not saying the brand at all. Anyway, I did another campaign with them and this time it was for three videos and I got 500 bucks. So off of TikTok campaigns, ads, brand deals, so far I've earned $1,050, $1,050 off of brand deals, which is just a great boost and obviously so much more than how much I've earned on TikTok off of the creator fund. Um, so working with brands is really what you want to try to do. And I definitely could push myself harder to represent myself, reach out to brands, create more of a like solid TikTok platform if I want to work more with brands on the platform. But I do kind of let them come to me, which is isn't what I would recommend if you want to like really put yourself out there. But um, yeah, I just want to kind of share that because for reference, like my TikTok size, like you can get, you know, probably more compensation from a brand deal than you expect. So don't be afraid to like represent yourself well and ask for a, a, um, a budget that you see more fit because you're doing all the work for them. You're the creator. You're posting the campaign. Like they are, they are the ones saving thousands of dollars, not doing more of a traditional commercial. And that's why a lot of companies will try to take advantage of creators because they see it as us not really knowing better or thinking that they can get away with lowballing us. It happens time and time again every single day. So just being aware of that and understanding that there are creators out there that are getting paid a lot for these and you can too. I never shared how much I made total off of the TikTok creator fund. Sorry, Marnie is all over the table right now. I'm getting, wait, can you hear her purring? Purr into the mic. Okay, she's getting stage fright and she stopped purring. These cats. I never shared the full total of how much I earned through the creator fund on TikTok. So in those three months um, from January 25th to March or April 25th, um, I have earned $203.68, which honestly I am really proud of and grateful for because it's $200 more than I had before. And it's coming from just posting TikToks, which is awesome. And I will always be grateful for it. Be grateful for the money as it comes and as it goes. Money is a frequency and um, you want to be on the same wavelength to bring more money into your life. Just like a quick little money manifestation tip. Um, so yeah, about 200 bucks from the creator fund and about over a thousand from brand deals, which is about $1,200 in total so far, which is fantastic and so cool. I will never get over the fact that we are able to earn money off of social media. It's a really great um, platform and accessibility for so many people. And I'm so grateful that it's part of like our lives, I guess. And I do think that anyone can do it. It is possible for anyone. If you want to do it, you can do it basically. Uh, but yeah, those were my three first months on TikTok, how much I earned and kind of like 
a general idea as to how the revenue works. But to be honest, most days I only make about one to five cents because you can see daily how much you make. If you heard that noise, that is my cat jumping up onto the table. My God, this table isn't clean either. Like when I'm working from the table, there's so much on it. Cats. But overall, it's really cool and I definitely want to work harder at growing my TikTok and turning it into a better platform for monetizing because, you know, the the potential is definitely there and I don't want to lose that. And it just really goes to show that you never know what is next. Like before there was Vine, before TikTok, you know, people were making money off of like YouTube and Instagram. But before those days, like we had the Vine creators that were making money off of Vine and there are app developers every day that are trying to come up with the next big thing. And I, you know, think about like Be Real, is Be Real set up to be a monetized platform in the years to come? Because Snapchat recently started, you know, being able to provide monetization and ways to earn money off of it. So it is like a competitive field. And I know that app developers are trying to come up with, you know, something as successful as TikTok and ways to earn money. So that being said, it's super important to always kind of stay on top of it. And when something is taking off, create an account, get going on it. You never know what could happen and just kind of taking it from there. But that's all I have to say, I think, about TikTok. Definitely let me know if you have any questions or want another update in a few months. Follow me on TikTok if you want. No pressure. It's just my full name. But... Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little segment. I love talking about like social media money, monetization, brand deals. I think it's so interesting. I listen to podcasts about that. I learn from it. So I think it's really educational too if you're in the field or if you're just like a, a listener. I'm so curious about it. If I wasn't even on social media myself, I think it's something that I would definitely enjoy listening in on because you're getting all of the deets. Like, there's not many, like, first, there aren't many creators that share that type of information. But then thinking of, like, other career or jobs, there aren't many people that talk about stuff like that. So I do love the transparent transparency when it's done in an educational way to help others. And that's all that I really want to do here. But that's all I have to say about TikTok. Moving on to TV shows and movies and books from this week. I honestly don't have much to share this week. Um, But, you know, every single week on my podcast, I like to talk about anything that I've watched or read and deep dive into whatever I enjoyed. So I think I mentioned this in my last episode, but I finished Firefly Lane. I only had the finale episode left and I really cherished it. I did not want to like fly through that. Oh my gosh, I sobbed so hard. I've been crying like the whole show. Um, But getting through that last episode was tough. And even days after, if I thought about the show, the world of that show and like characters too much, I could cry. Like I literally thought about it too hard the other night and started crying. It's just, it's, there's something about it that is so real because it will happen to all of us. We just don't know who is going to be what character at the end of the day. And it just really makes you think about time and the people in your lives and relationships and cherishing them or friendships and it like makes me want to reach out to every single person that I've lost touch with who has left me and it makes me so sad it makes me think about my grandma and my mom and all these different relationship dynamics and people that I love and I I don't know it just hurts and I want to watch it again but I also don't and I want to be it makes me want to be successful (laughs) and like I it's so it's, I highly recommend it. It was so amazing. I ordered the book the other night too. I was going to borrow it from a friend, but I think I really want to hold on to this book. I have high hopes for it now since I love the show so much, but I just am not ready to leave that world. Like, I love that world. Ugh, it's so good. I got my mom into it too, so I get to hear her commentary on it. She's only on season one, but I'm glad she's watching Firefly Lane as well. And if you haven't watched it yet and you enjoy listening to me and my, we have similar interests, I think you might really like it. So highly, highly recommend. Bring out the tissues. Don't have it on in the background. Like sit down, watch the show. Don't even blink. <laughs> 
I feel like you miss stuff if it's on in the background. Other than that, though, like Ashton and I didn't even um, watch a lot this week. I just realized I never gave my weekly recap at the beginning of this episode, so we're going to have to do that too. But um, one of the bullet notes that I have listed underneath my weekly recap is Legends of Zelda. Uh, because I guess they're, I don't know the world at all. Like I'm not into video games and neither is Ashton for the most part, but he low key is selectively. And I guess there's a new game that just came out and it arrived this week. So I didn't have a boyfriend for a few days. (laughs) Just kidding. I was there, but he was playing his game. So we really didn't watch like movies like we usually do before bed together on the weekends. But the one film or movie that we did watch that I've wanted to watch for a few weeks now since we saw Jury Duty was the movie Enchanted because of James Marsden. And if you've seen Jury Duty on Amazon Prime, um, you're familiar with his character, but he also plays like a Prince Charming in Enchanted and it just made me want to see it because I think his characters are kind of similar. Ashton hadn't seen it yet. And as you know, if you listen to the pod, Ashton recently made me watch Puss in Boots, so I was like, okay, now it's my turn. Like, I really want to watch Enchanted. And he said it was better than he expected and that it was cute. And I love Enchanted. It came out when I was in sixth grade. I saw it in theaters. I really, really enjoy the whole concept of kind of like a bunch of different, like, nods to different Disney princesses, you know, like the scene of how do you know in Central Park, there's a part where they're like on like a gondola type of boat and she's in a dress that looks just like Ariel's dress in Little Mermaid when they sing Kiss the Girl and you know the original actress who played Ariel is in the movie so that was cool and I love that those little like the fish tank in the office and how like I don't know there's parts where I can like see it's connected or when the stepmother turns into a dragon and you have like the Sleeping Beauty um, references there's so many references to a lot of different original Disney movies, so I love that. But I also just love the music in this. I love the plot. I love, like, Amy Adams. It's one of my more favorite Disney... I love that Adina Menzel is in it, and it's so sweet. Like, I love it so much, and the I think part of it is because my favorite... One of my favorite songs, but my favorite, favorite comfort song so close is like when they're dancing at the ball and I've known for years that that is the song that I want as my first dance I don't even want a wedding that's the thing I do say a lot of contradictory things like I don't want a wedding for so many reasons I want to get married but I don't want to have like a traditional wedding however if my hands are tied and I find myself having a wedding um so close will be my first dance song and I can like see the dress and I can see the dancing and the transition and like everything I listen to that song it's in most of my playlists and every time it comes on I cry because I can see it like I just I don't know that there's something about it that just gets me all soft and sad and happy inside but that movie is one of my favorites and it was so sweet so I'm glad that Ashton and I got to see it and I'm glad he didn't hate it because I never want to feel Like, I don't want to force him to watch, like, a movie that I don't think he'd like, but it was cute. So I'm glad that he let us, or didn't let us, but I'm glad that he um, was open to watching that. And that was, like, the only thing we watched this weekend because Legends of Zelda. However, weekly recap, I'm so sorry I forgot. I just dove right into talking about TikTok. Um, I had a pretty great week. You know, it was Mother's Day weekend, so I had a lot of family time. I spent uh, Saturday with my family. They came over really low-key. However, it was really great because I I needed some, like, home help, like, around the house from, around the house type of help from my dad and brother. Uh, If you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen that I recently got this beautiful antique gold mirror, and I've been eyeing a piece like that forever for above my piano in the living room. So I finally found one. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's heavy. So there was no way I'd be able to hang it on my own. So my dad and brother were able to help me get that perfectly on my wall. I'm looking at it right now. It's everything I've dreamed of. I love it so much. Um, It's saved on my home part two highlight on my Instagram. So if you want to creep and see it for yourself, there she is. She's gorgeous. Um, And then on Saturday, or wait, that was Saturday. 
And then on Sunday, I was actually with Ashton, my partner's family, to celebrate Mother's Day, which was also wonderful. So we just went to his grandma's house and had dinner, but I love spending time with his family. They're really sweet to me, and yeah, they're the best. So we had some good family time on both ends. Um, Oh, we also got Ashton's convertible all ready for the summer. He's got this really cute little Miata, and it's from, I think, 95 or 90... I don't know. The year changes all the time. Like, I swear he said 95 once. Now he claims it's 97, but then I think he said it was like 96. I don't know. Either way, it's about my age. I was born in 95. So it's this really cute old convertible little car that we take out in the summer. And, you know, this is only, well, wow, I guess this is my third summer with Ashton. So this is our third summer together that we're coming up on. So it, I was going to say it makes me nostalgic, even though it's only been like two years, but that little car, like being in it, it does make me nostalgic for when we first met, because um, we met in the summer and yeah, I've been in that car for like three summers now, which is crazy. Um, I love being passenger princess in a convertible. It's the best thing. And I really missed it. Like we took it out for a drive for the first time this week to get like its oil changed and get everything checked out to make sure it's good to go for the summer. And, you know, it was a beautiful summer day, top down. It was the best feeling. I really missed it. So that was wonderful. Other than that, I really don't think I have much from this last week, which is good. You know, sometimes no updates are a good thing. Um, Besides Mother's Day, some home improvement stuff and just getting the house ready for summer. You know, the patio is all set up. The sunroom looks great. Cleaned out the garage, swept the... I'm tr- I like... It feels so boring and like grown up to say, but I got so excited to get Ashton's convertible car out of my garage so that I could sweep. I want to power wash the garage floor. So doing a lot of like summer upkeep stuff around the house, but... You know, we've got a wonderful, great summer season ahead of us, and I'm just so excited. There's so much planned, and I do truly just feel my best in summer. And yeah, I'm coming into my full form for real. So that's all that I have this week, but thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a wonderful May and start to summer, and definitely keep up with me on my socials. But beyond that, I will chat with you guys next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye!